Yo, 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 what's up, guys? Big J Illis, Shift the Core Podcast. We are back, baby. Ha! Thank you guys for tuning in wherever you guys are. I want to wish you guys a happy morning, noon, or night, whatever you guys are doing. Whether you're going to work, whether you're getting off of work, whether you're just chilling at the pad, about to go to sleep. I want to thank you guys for tuning in to the Shift the Core podcast. So uh, first off, what I want to talk about is I want to make a shout out to all my uh, people out there that are um, different than me. You know what I mean? I uh, recently went to this festival and it had a lot of, it was a cultural festival and it had a lot of different cultures there. And it was so cool because a lot of times in Albuquerque, it's majority Hispanic, a little bit of native, but uh, they mostly uh, live on the reservation. But at this cultural fair, um, it had Japanese people there, Chinese, Vietnamese, native, Italian. Um, there was a, oh, Indian, um, like, from India, Indian. Um, There's a lot of people, Brazilian, real Mexicans, even some Canadians there. But the whole thing was an experience for people to experience other people's cultures. And it was so cool because I don't have a lot of friends that are from India or a lot of friends that are from Greek, Greece or a lot of friends that are from Japan. So being able to go to the festival and learn about the food, learn about the history, learn about um, the stories, the legends, learn about the people, it made me feel a lot closer to you know, the world, you know, because it's so easy to be just caught up in our own world. And it's crazy because we live in a time where we can talk to people around the world at any time, at any moment, in a second, but yet we still don't reach out to people outside of our circle. And I kind of feel like not reaching out to people outside of our environment, our circle, our culture, it really does divide us. And I know that's a cliche, but it's true. We are all just one human race, but, you know, when we have this fictitious, like, dividing scale that divides us because we look different or our cultures are different or our music's different or our clothes are different, it it, it just makes us weaker because at the end of the day, people just want to be happy and people just want to be successful we all have different visions of that and all different paths of where we of how we're going to take it different paths of where we're going to go to get to that success but at the end of the day we all just want the same thing just happiness and peace of mind and peace of heart so um, I went there and there was this band from Africa. They were a Nigerian band. And it was amazing because they had horns. They had uh, some strings. They had uh, some some congos and stuff. They had the African dancers out there, you know, and it was really cool. And then after that, the, uh, the, the Mexicans came on. The Mexicans from Mexico came on and, and they did their... Um, their performance which is really y'all know how mexicans get down man they got the soul man and when that music dropped with the accordion and the the <laughs> the guitar and the you know it got lit man you know what i mean it got really lit but at the end of that it was crazy because they got together they did a piece together (laughs) and it was crazy like how their music actually meshed together and how it had the same energy the same soul and the same vibe and um, it really opened my eyes to how close we are you know how really like similar we are as a culture you know So like I said, the next time that you see somebody that's different than you, you know, or somebody that has a different culture than you, or somebody that's dressed different and you're in a good environment, there's a good energy, go over and talk to them, introduce yourself, you know. If you have a question about something they're doing or something they're wearing or something they're talking about, go ahead and ask them, you know. Because people won't be angry if you ask them, if you show an interest in their culture. Because we as people would rather have other cultures ask us and, and, and learn about our cultures and just judging it right off the bat you know so we got part two of the Bobsy interview um, it does get a little bit uh, spicy but um, it's uh, something that uh, you know she, she feels really uh, um, 
deep about, you know what I mean? And uh, we're talking about, you know, America. We're talking about, you know, division. And we're talking about a lot of different things that need to be addressed. And I think it was a great interview. And I can't wait for you guys to hear it. It is good. So uh, I'm going to run some music. And then we're going to get into the interview. And we're going to get it popping. Let's run it, baby. Hit the weed, I told myself the last time will be my last I don't trust my own niggas, now my mind racing fast Got my foot up on the gas, got a hundred on the dash If the police run up on me, I ain't stopping for their ass Boy, you know my L's dirty, if they stop me, I'm going to jail Shelly, I'll be next to my brother in the cell No bail for me, man, let me out Send me back the bitches that smell pretty All I gotta do is call once and she there already Yeah, buddy, can't you tell I'm going through hell I don't even open my mail I'm in a shower with a soap and a towel I need cleansing Bad bitches all on the prowl, they need pinches. Pussy niggas running they mouth and we ain't flinching. Your names ain't even mentioned. I got dreams bigger than your whole team. You niggas so broke that somehow you so green. I guess it's if we started with a penny, now I'm getting plenty money. <laughs> ain't one time for the city. Yeah. And two times for you. Hey. Ain't one time for the city. Boy, they guns are dumbbell a nigga Tired of telling niggas that's a cease Rest in peace We tired of only having just a piece And fuck policing They killing niggas, what's the reason? His daughter starving and she fucking freezing So no wonder why he fucking squeezing They out here busting, leaving niggas stuck and bleeding on the floor Bullets wet you like your semen on a hoe Breathing slow, man, I'm in hell One day you tryna make the rent, next day you in jail Lord knows he meant well So I take the pencil and write like a pen pal Some shit that's darker than a tense up on a windshield uh, Welcome to Sinville, when niggas on base, shit is looking like an infield. How's a sprint bill? What you think? That's the reason why this ink in my pen kills. Phony niggas till they are extinct, bitch, I've been real. Hey, uh. one time for the city. Hey, uh. and two times for you. Yeah, hey, one time for the city. Niggas saying, cold or wrong one, bringing the city shine All he ever doing is painting pictures of crime Telling stories of pain, painting pictures of dope Bitch, if you listening, I'm painting pictures of hope <laughs> That boy in class embarrassed because he broke Hoping today he won't be the butt of somebody's joke See me, I lived it all from dirt poor in a trailer Worried about my mother and never trusting my neighbors To middle class with a backyard in my own room To being the only black kid in my home room Academically gifted and followed my own rules Was running the streets, hey ma, I'll be home soon Was out chasing hoes, was out hooping Them niggas wasn't ballin' but yet they was fast shooting. Uh, so meet the newest role model who don't know how to fake this shit Never sold a rock and look I made it, bitch Hey, huh. one time for the city Yeah Hey, two times for you Hey Hey, one time for the city So long I've been gone from you But you ain't gotta worry about the things I do It's hard but the thought of you would ease my pain Girl I promise they gon' know our name uh, Ain't seen you smile in a while uh, But I've been dreaming about you Here we go.
Yo, yo, yo. Big J is back. Shift the Core Podcast. Bopsy. Bopsy. <laughs> Bopsy. I Bopsy. So, um, um, I, uh, on the podcast, I have a lot of different people. I have a lot of different, and I have a lot of, a lot of women, you know what I mean? Because, like, it's hard to track down the women because they're always, like, doing all sorts of stuff, working, raising kids, doing yeah. homework, all this stuff. I've had a few of them on there, but, like, um, I'm trying to get better just because I want everybody's opinion to be heard, you know? I think you're the first black woman I've had on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, so you got that. <laughs> now, I as we talk about a little bit about, like, you know, um, politics and the State of the Union and all that, you know, and right. not necessarily anything specific or anything like that, but if people listen to my podcast, they know that I don't believe politicians are good nor bad. I just believe they're people. You know, I'm not really in the matrix of the whole politician game and the whole government game, you know, I, I, I focus on, you know, changing the world and changing the world means changing myself and my community, you know, I can't right. really, you know, Kills told me that, you know, we could sit here and, you know, bitch about, you know, the way things are going, but at the end of the day, you know, the people are in power, probably on vacation right now, drinking mimosas, chilling, you know, and, the, you know, bathing in the virgin's blood, whatever they're doing, you know, what? <laughs> 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 Whatever, whatever rich people do, you know, but um, I'm I'm more of more of a conservative. Like if anybody's listening, they know I I have a little bit of conservative, more of a conservative values, but that's just because of my mindset, the way that the the world is coming. You know what I mean? It's not like I'm a hardcore, ah, ah, but it's like, mm-hmm. ah, I do kind of have conservative values, you know? You're more liberal the last time I talked to you. <laughs> I'm so liberal. Like, I don't even know if liberal is the term for me. I don't Like, know. really liberal. I just believe in freedom for all, period. I, I, I know you do. You know what I'm saying? And I believe that people should ha- have autonomy over their bodies, over mm-hmm. their beliefs, over, you know, a lot of stuff that are trying to be controlled that I don't believe should be controlled. I don't believe that you should control somebody based on who they love. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I don't think you, there should be laws that prohibit people from getting access to rights because of that, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't think there should be laws prohibiting women to... Um, not make the choices that they feel are necessary for their bodies, Mm -hmm. for their health, um, for their minds and spirits. I don't believe that, you know, um, I mean, there's a lot, you know, I just... You say so eloquently, too. Uh, you know, you should, be, you should be a public speaker. I know. That's sometimes there are people be like, I don't think that, 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 blah, blah, blah. You're like, look, I believe in love for all. All people. <laughs> I just seen a rainbow right there. Yeah, I mean, but that's real though. You know, I feel like people get so caught up in what's legal and what's not legal without taking into account what this means for the individual person and how it's going to affect their communities and how they raise their children. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with being conservative. You know, I'm just the type of person that's like, you know, people want to slut shame or something. That I'm just using this as an example. Mm-hmm. I'm the girl that's just like, yo, if you don't want to wear clothes, cool. Because <laughs> who, who, who? No, seriously. We come out of the body naked. And we as a society have created, no, seriously, we as a society have created, sexu- we've sexualized our bodies. We. Uh, this is why women can't breastfeed in public because yeah. now breasts have become this sex thing for men to, you know. Be aroused by. Uh, be aroused by rather than this is a form of nutrition for our children. Mm. I, I can feel that. You know what I'm saying? I can feel that. So I think it's because of how we've twisted certain things in society to mean something rather than allowing it to just be what it is. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? I, I'm trying to think of another example. So um, actually, in the same vein, there's a couple of states that are now like women can go topless. Why have men been allowed to go topless? What if I like and I'm aroused by a man's, you know, <laughs> chesticles? <laughs> You know, does my arousal not matter? Like, why is it that everything is centered around men? And so this is why, like, I think people get really hurt about words like feminism or womenist or whatever. Are are, are you a womenist? I am. I don't don't see you as a womenist. Like, I I can look in your eyes. I look in your eyes and I don't see that, that hate. 
with the feminist. Why, but so hate. why is it associated with hatred, though? You know, I think I think what's twisted is that we look at women who want. Okay, when we talk about like equality, we just want to get paid the same for doing the same job and having the same education as our counterparts. Yeah. It's not that we want to, like, go... I mean, we just... If we want to build a house, we want the opportunity. It's, like, we want y'all to stop saying that because we have a, a vagina, mm-hmm. you know, this lessens our value in some way. Okay. That's all I'm saying. Okay. I'm not saying that I need gender roles switch, whatever gender <laughs> roles are, right? So why are there gender roles? You know, I think we just have to start asking more questions is all I'm saying. Okay, but, 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 let's... There is traditional values, and I respect okay. that. I'm not that girl. Okay, so I'm, a, I'm gonna I, <laughs> go ahead. Go okay, ahead. so this is this is where this is where like I, I believe the issue is. Okay. I believe the issue is is you kind of said it. Things are distorted. Like I do agree with the whole breastfeeding thing. Mm-hmm. I do agree with that. If we were in a different society, if we were somewhere in Africa. And some lady whipped out her boo and that's a real to, to to do it. Nobody would care Nobody because it's it's a different culture. But they don't sexualize everything. America has sold sex corporately to make money. Hardcore. And they've done it to and they exploited our our minds and our souls to do it. You know what I mean? So I I, I do agree with that. And as for the whole you know feminist thing, you know I. I don't like labels. The way you said it, like, oh, man, we just want to get paid the same way for having the same education and doing the same job. I can agree with that. Yeah. Okay? I can agree with I, that. I, I think what, <laughs> what people are scared of is taking away masculinity in some type of form by saying that you're a feminist or a womanist or whatever, right? Yeah. That's not the case. I think that people need to stop being so afraid and just listen. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yes, you have your extreme people that are just like, men suck! And that's... <laughs> I mean, we can't say that. Like, yeah, sure. Like, if you... If 90%, which... I've had some horrible experiences with men throughout my life, but I have a wonderful father in my life, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And there are wonderful men in my life. So I'm not going to use descriptors like, all men suck. Mm-hmm. But generally, if 90% of my encounters with men are like, I know that you just want to fuck me right now. Mm-hmm. What am I supposed to think? That's true. You know what I'm saying? And That's I'm true. not I'm not again, to be clear, I am not saying that all men are like this, right? <laughs> However, again, when you've been sexually assaulted, when you've been abused, when you've been emotionally hurt by a population of people, you're going to associate them in a negative light. And and, and if it's unfortunately um or like if you have the unfortunate, you know, um circumstances of not having any good examples of men that are trying to be respectful Mm -hmm. towards women that want to you know elevate women in some type of way then of course your mindset is going to be that but if you do have good examples of men then you can rationalize and be like okay let me just separate you know what i'm saying i got you and then here's the thing too it's like we talked about self-awareness when you're self-aware you know what you will and will not take yeah right and so then you're able to immediately pick up the energy of men or women who are toxic you know toxic masculinity is a thing that comes up a lot and then people be like well what about toxic femininity like can we just stay on course we can talk about that and we can talk about that but my thing is this like if you want a movement and if you want something then start it mm-hmm. don't shit on other people's stuff you know like if you don't agree with it start yeah. your own movement it's not that hard <laughs> it's kind of like when you talk about black lives matter <laughs> All lives matter. We know know that. We know that, but we just want y'all to stop killing us. We just want you to see us as human beings who are not automatically violent, you know, and not making implicit biases around our blackness. That's all we're saying. You know, we want to be paid. Black women are paid 39% less than white men in the workforce. Mm. Latino women, I think it goes up. You know what I mean? And so it's just literally, it's literally about equality and equity. You know, so it's not like trying to take anything away from you because you're already in a place of power just being a man. Yeah. But but if the world wasn't as messed up as it is right now, then that wouldn't be an issue right now. You feel you feel me? I feel the I, I feel the reason <laughs> I feel the reason why like the whole f- feminist and all this and that comes down to one thing and that's that's the 
desecration of the American family. You know what I mean? And it's it, not even just an American thing. Yeah, Globally, the family. Because if the family was intacted the way the family was supposed to be intacted, then there wouldn't be this whole feminist thing. There wouldn't be toxic masculinity. There wouldn't be none of this stuff. Mm, that's not true. I mean, there would, but it wouldn't be such an issue. Because the way I see it is the reason why the men are toxic are because they don't have a man to teach them how not to be toxic. I and disagree. so they pass it down. You disagree? I disagree. You disagree? I agree and I disagree. Let me tell you why I disagree. Let me ask you a question, though. Sure. Let, let me ask you a question. You don't have no sons, though, right? You have all daughters? No, I have okay. daughters. Yeah, two, three? Two. Two, okay. Do you believe that a mom can truly, and I'm not saying... I'm not one of those moms that thinks I'm the mom and the dad. Yeah. If that's where you're yeah, you, yeah, yeah, and that's where it comes down to it. Because I, I, as a single dad, I've, I've learned that the mom and the dad are equally important, and once missing, it does affect the Absolutely. kid. I agree. It's like, even though that I'm the man, and I'm, I'm the cornerstone of the family, I'm this, that, and the other, I'm missing a whole other piece mm-hmm. that these kids are missing, and it's going to affect them. Now, yeah. they might not be you know, assholes, they might not be a certain type of way, but they're going to have issues. Right. You know what I mean? I agree. And that's why it's important to have positive relationships with other men and women in your community. But the, commu- because- the community is desecrated too, though. Uh, not everybody, though. Not so everybody. You know, hold on. Let's, let's shift the core. <laughs> hold on. Because I have successfully created a wonderful community around my kids. Yeah. Of- Mostly women, but I have some men in my life that are dope men sure, and that right. I trust. And I, and then, of course, my father, yeah. you know what I'm saying? But that, you know, so I understand what you're saying in regards to, yes, I believe that the family unit is important, mm-hmm. but that's just not the reality right now. You know, there's a lot of single parents and that's just what it is. We've definitely... Um, gotten to a place where we're not just staying in families because we have to. Now people are valuing themselves and saying, you know what, I'm not going to just stay in this, you know, emotionally abusive, physically abusive, whatever, however abusive it is, just because I want to keep my family together. Now, if I decide to do that, my children are going to pick up these same habits and these same things. They're going to be affected by seeing a broken ass family because I decided to stay in that. You know, so it's like you really have to like back in the day, the reason why families were so strong was because of that mindset that we have to stay together. I don't care if my man's out there cheating. He's bringing food home. He's providing. I can't get a job because of whatever, you know, maybe I'm only allowed to be a teacher or allowed to be a nurse or whatever it is back in the day. And before that. It was just men taking care of the household, right? But then you got to think about, like, there's all kinds of racial differences, right? So a white family household is going to be different because they didn't have the same um, systemic struggles. You know, they weren't being redlined. They weren't being separated and targeted. Black communities were targeted very specifically. And this is stuff that you could look up on your own. I'm saying this because I know that your (laughs) listeners are going to be like, oh, here Here we we go. go. Here we go. But there is proof, there are lawsuits, and there is evidence of the government very specifically targeting black neighborhoods, very specifically bombing thriving black businesses and neighborhoods. You know what I'm saying? So there were actual things that were keeping us apart. There were, you're tearing up families by putting crack in neighborhoods. You're tearing up families by putting people in jail for smoking weed, like Mm. for the rest of their life. Mm. A man going to jail for stealing something for $9 back in like 1972 and he's still in there. Like I'm not, I'm not, I'm talking facts. I'm not just talking out the side of my butt. So there's major differences in trauma within a different racial groups that contributes to how we function, right? So now, you know, these things don't just go away overnight, you know? So this is stuff that has not been healed. And then you talk about mental health. There's more access to mental health in white communities than black communities. That's true. That's you know true. Saying? And so, and then also when you bring in like, so there's too many things to just formulate one like solid you have to really ask questions you know why is it like that you know people want to just be like oh pull yourself up by the bootstrap but if if motherfuckers ain't giving you no bootstrap to pull up what are you supposed to do if you can't get loans for your business if you're like because they're putting super high interest rates or they're denying you they did a study recently about real estate recently in 2019 or 2018 one of these um Stations did a study where they went undercover, you know, and they had um, 
they went undercover to different listings with real estate agents in, in certain neighborhoods to see, you know, like they would send one person who was black that had the same exact qualifications, income, everything as their white counterpart. Mm. And they saw them being denied still in 2019. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Denied their um, access to housing by these people who are, who don't feel like they belong in the neighborhood. Mm. This is still happening. So, you know, imagine how that's affecting people's mental health, how and then that's affecting your mindset around, you know, your worthiness. Like it, <laughs> everything has to do with everything and so I just, I just personally wish, I say I'm like super liberal and all this stuff, but I, I just personally wish that people would really think about, you know, where things are coming from, why things are, and stop being so damn judgmental about why people function in the way they do. That's crazy because like I tell people about the social narrative and I tell people about the social engineering mm. and, uh, you know, certain people What's are that? just like, they're like, no. No, I was like, well, if Read you <laughs> if you have a certain race of people, and it goes to all, a lot of the minorities, the Hispanics, yeah. the natives, Especially even the, the natives. Yeah. The American community is man. They did they did them dirty. They did them dirty. Yeah. We we live in Albuquerque, New Mexico, right now. I know like some people that are uh, Navajo or like on certain reservations who don't have access to clean water, who don't have access to health care because they got to go like out into the boonies to go find health care. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's messed up. So what do you think that needs to be done? The first steps that need to be done? So we're we're a community, black, white, whatever. We'll just say people. We're a global community. So we're, we're a global community because I think sometimes that we... When we're separate, we're, we're weaker when we're separated. I know that's cliche, but it, it is true. You know what I mean? We're a global community, and let's say there's issues and there's trauma and there's stuff. Because what do you think is the first step of really actually healing the community? Whether it's a black community, Hispanic community, Native, Chinese, let's, whatever community that has been through trauma, what's the first steps of actually? Because we can't change anything. You know, we can't change. We can change, but it's not instant gratification. You know right, what I mean? Right. Like, the changes that have happened have happened over 40 years. Right. You know, 50, 60, 60 years now, you know, in 2020. Right. So what can we change in our community, our mindset, our energy? What can we change that can really affect, you know, those situations, you know? Or can't can even. Yeah. Um, I think that the way our system is set up is we have to work so hard that mm. we don't get we don't get the privilege of being able to really think about advocacy, about being out there and learning mm. and I mean that's that's another downfall, right? Like we're a, a, there's a high percentage of poverty in this country and if you're suffering from poverty you have to focus on that. You're just trying to eat every day. You're just trying to make it, right? Yeah. And so then that means you don't get the privilege of thinking about your mental health. You don't get the privilege of <coughs> thinking about how to change a system, you know, because that's too much. Mm -hmm. That's a lot of stress. Yeah. If you're not, if you're not, if you don't have your basic needs met, how can you then start trying to think about the global economy or the global, you know, socialization or whatever the word is, um, how we function as people towards one another, right? But I guess to answer your question, I think the first thing is really just making sure that basic social needs are met. You know, making sure that people are able to eat. You know, we live in a, a wealthy country. They'd be, they'd be trying to play us and try to act like we don't have no money out here. But if you could spend <laughs> trillions on air, like on space, my nigga, like, excuse me, sorry. Ooh, Bobsy dropped the end bomb. It's going down. Black people stuff. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I just feel like if you could spend trillions of dollars on war and space... Anybody going to space? <laughs> Focus on America, like at the land and your people. Like, there's no reason why welfare should be attacked the way it is yeah. because it's only a tiny percentage of what comes out of a taxpayer's dollars. We're paying more for other stuff. People don't know that, though. They, we listen yeah. to what's on the media and then uh, we're like, ah, welfare sucks, <laughs> ah, welfare queens and all this stuff. Like, well, the thing about welfare is it's, it's, it's an oxymoron kind of like, it's kind of, I don't even know if that's the right word, but it's like, so, um, 
I'm gonna tell you why I hate welfare, and it's not because I hate the people that are on welfare. Yeah. I just hate the system. I, I, it's, it's this thing. Welfare is meant to keep us down. Now I'm gonna tell you how it's meant to keep us down. Okay, where I work, I don't make a substantial amount of money, but I make a decent amount of money. Okay, now I have two kids. Now. I'm not able to get the same benefits as somebody who doesn't work. You know, like my kids are covered through their mom, mm-hmm. but me myself, I don't get covered. I don't get stamps. I don't get Medicaid. I don't get housing. Okay, that's cool. Right. But the thing is, if you look at my check stuff, sometimes my checks will be for $1,900 and I'll take home like 12 Right. You know, now I wouldn't mind taking home 12 if that medical was covered. Like if I had full health benefits through your job or what? Through the government. If the government was taking that money out for my health benefits, mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind it. I'd be like, cool, that's what's up. But when they're taking doing that. <laughs> But when they're taking that money out and it's, and I got to pay for benefits on top of that, you know, I and the health insurance that you get is shit. Because Medicaid's awesome. Medicaid pays for everything. I love it. Like, you get sick, they'll pay for the doctor. They'll pay for the hospital. They'll pay for it. Yeah, man, you... But, <laughs> to be fair, the way this... And I, I'm talking from experience. I'm a mm-hmm. single mom. I have two kids, you know what I'm saying? And I've had to definitely use mm-hmm. um, the system for some assistance or mm-hmm. whatever. Because... Anyways, I'm not gonna say all that, but <laughs> keep it positive. So I hate it too yeah. because it's broken as fuck. Like they're not doing. I mean, okay, I'm gonna just say this. For those who need it, it's an amazing system yeah. and it helps so much. It's helped me being able to feed my kids, and I understand what you're saying because I've also had jobs where I did not qualify exactly. anymore, but, and I, but I'm barely over the cusp of pro- poverty, right? Yeah. And so it's like, shoot, do I just need to make a dollar less so I can, you know what I'm saying? Like, it yeah. sucks, And it's right? like, you're paying these bills. I think they should give you the stamps. But the thing is, it's like an all-around <laughs> thing. It's not even just the fact that it's welfare and, like, you get to 16 or 17 bucks an hour and now you no longer qualify. It's the fact that housing is so expensive and everything else is so expensive. Mm. So it's not just the welfare system. It's the fact that there's no bridge in between. You know, you go from poverty to barely above the poverty level and now you're actually broker than you were when you're you were on. When when you're, you're on you know the, what I'm saying? So it sucks for everybody. It's mm. not. And this whole thing about people who don't work and they get all this stuff, that's not necessarily always true true like yes i believe with food stamps if you're homeless or if you don't have a job or whatever they might hook you up if you have kids yeah but if you're just a regular person out on the street with the general assistance it works a little bit differently you have to be a part of like um the different uh job force programs that they have you know so the system tries to make sure that you stay accountable in certain ways yes there's going to be people that take advantage but it's not to a point that it's affecting my pockets yeah you know yeah. what I'm saying? And that's, people get so caught up in that. And yeah. it's like, no, we need to focus on the actual issues that, you know, we can't afford our lives because minimum wage is so, and sure, let's say you have two people in a household working minimum wage or whatever, and they have children. Are you going to just tell people to not have children? Like, yeah. you know, and it's easier said than done for people to just go to school and do whatever because... It's hard. It's hard. It's then doing you got this. school loans I, and all this stuff. So it's yeah. not. It's there's no one answer. There's just so many things. <laughs> I, and I think I compassion is what we need. Is like not to like step on people when they're down. Like help them up. Yeah. You want to see somebody thrive? Help them thrive. I think we're lacking empathy. We're so mean. We're, we're we're lacking a lot of empathy in this in this society. We are. And I and and I, I do agree because it's like there is no bridge between poverty and not poverty and every. I don't have hundreds of thousands of dollars to bribe a school to take my shitties to it. You know what I'm, you know what I'm saying? Like, there is definitely a, a, there's a gap. Uh, and to tell you the truth, if you really wanted to eat the way you need to eat, it would cost more than what they're giving you in staffs. <laughs> you know, because, like, you know, I know people who... You got a budget? Like... I, I know people who really eat, like, good. Like, they get the natural meat. They get the natural vegetables. Yeah, but they get the stuff that really good for your body mm-hmm. but it's very expensive yeah. you know yeah it's and a lot <laughs> you go to walmart what? you go to walmart and get the food but like let's i mean don't get your food from walmart guys <laughs> yeah, i do, I do. <laughs> 
don't, don't get your meat. Do not get your meat from Walmart. <laughs> Ever since where we going? I don't know. You you should go to the you should go to the meat market. I get mine from Smith's. I eat a lot of chicken. Yeah, yeah. Not because I'm healthy, because I'm cheap. <laughs> I do too. I do too. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's it's a it's a tough conversation to have, you know. But like you said, we are lacking in empathy and compassion, and we get so caught up in what's being said about certain groups that we don't formulate our own opinion by actually being in certain communities and learning about them. That, uh, yeah, it's like a disconnect between those groups. Yeah. And it's funny because living in Albuquerque, I've been around so many different groups. And I'm, I'm only the one of the only black people I know that's been out here the longest. I've been out here my entire life. Yeah. So like I can, when I hear like the Latino people talking about their struggles, I have empathy for them because right. like everybody I knew when I was a kid was Hispanic. You know, or if I hear white people talk about their things, I have empathy for them because right. like I have a bunch of white friends, but it's not reciprocated. Like when I talk about Ooh. black people's struggles, they don't have that empathy because they can't relate to us. Because the only thing people know about black people is what they see on TV. Exactly. That's it. That's it. And it's such a deep culture and a rich history behind it that you, you kind of get frustrated with these people that aren't like you know taking the whole scope of everything right. because well, when you have politicians <sighs> pushing ideas like the welfare queen i said that earlier yeah. when in reality white people receive the most welfare benefits and that's a statistical fact that you can look up to yeah. you know that's messed up people would rather listen this is welfare queen welfare queen and then you put an image and it's a black woman mm. with multiple children mm. that stays in your brain yeah Media is powerful. People will try to act like it's not. Media is so powerful. And the messaging in the media has always been negative towards black families. Now it's starting to change now that there's more black people that are coming behind the um, screen and stuff and changing mm. stories. But again, it's like 20, what? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and we still yeah. have first black this, first Hispanic this, first Asian this, yeah. you know, receiving awards and all this stuff because we weren't allowed to, or, you know, Hollywood didn't see a need for us in stories, you know what I'm saying? So then who's pushing the narrative? Yeah. People don't understand that though. They don't, they don't get it. It's, and it's funny too, because I swear, like I meet white people and like, I'll just, they're like, I, I they're like, you don't act black. <laughs> and I'm like, well, what's the definition of acting black? Right. You know, that's like, it's so so stereotyped. It's and so I know that's how they feel about, I feel like that's how the Latino community is too. They're stereotyped too. It's real sad because like, I know some amazing Latino people. And like I said, yeah. I've been in New Mexico my entire life. But if you've never been around this culture, the only thing you know about their culture is what you see on TV. And it's so false right and especially our culture too man it's it's, it's so false people but again they don't rap music they know voice writing these stories right the yeah. question is who's writing our story you know who was it that um just got fired what's his name um oh god it's at the tip of my tongue but anyways there's an actor that just got fired from a popular netflix series because they did not a white man one of the like directors or writers or somebody decided that they did not like how he was portraying black people. They didn't. They felt like the, his messaging, you know, and it so happened to be about like black freedom and all this other stuff. Like I, I haven't seen the show yet. I'm gonna watch it now that I've heard that. And I, and I kind of am going back and forth about am I gonna support it now that they kicked him off, right? Yeah. But anyways, how can you tell a black person? That you, a white person, a white man who's never like gone through the black experience, ha knows how to portray black people better. Yeah. And that can go across the board for anything. Now, I want to be clear about this. I had to do a lot of soul searching in order for myself to be compassionate, empathetic towards white people because it's really hard. Yeah. You know, as an oppressed person, it can be really difficult to be kind to people, especially when you've been assaulted personally all your life mm. by a certain group. You know, mm. I, I was talking to my therapist um, last year and she had a whole conniption and I had to kind of console her, you know, when I was telling her about my recent racist incident where this, um, anyways, should I go into that story? Like yeah, real, yeah. Quick, real quick, real quick. Um, you know, he did the whole like, I, okay, so we're out in a bar and this is like my friends here. Yeah, here. Okay. So we're out in a bar. It's my friend's uh, man's 
like boss or something, right? Mm-hmm. And she's just like, hey, you know, you know, here's these people you should get to know, blah blah blah. And I'm just like, okay, you know, whatever. <laughs> And I'm not one of those people that puts your position above me. Yeah. Like I don't care who you are. You're gonna. Re- I'm gonna respect you the way you respect me, mm. right? So she goes to introduce us. I had I peep things right before I walk up, and so he's handshaking everybody like a regular handshake. Hey, how are you doing? <laughs> Sees me, little black me, in the circle, and is like, gives me dap. <laughs> I was so offended, right? That was the first thing, right? And I was like, I and I had put my hand out to shake his hand, and he he like tries to dap me up, and I was like, why are you doing that? I put my hand out to shake, and I'm not one of those people that's quiet. Like I was like, I put my hand out to shake your hand. Why are you trying to give me dap? Like what are you doing? Yeah, you know. And he has no answer or whatever. So the night goes on, and I'm like avoiding this man like the plague because I already see him, you know, yeah. powerful white man. Everybody's like kind of kick, licking his ass, you know, yeah. through the night and stuff and I'm just like not having it uh, so then I go back around by the bar to get another drink or whatever and you know uh, somehow I'm engaged in conversation with him and another person right like I kind of got pushed into this conversation so I'm like uh, so this fool right now y'all know black women in our hair and did he touch your hair did you do the not hair? only did he touch my hair okay he, he doesn't know though because they don't know the culture I don't give a damn you don't touch me you don't know me, like, and it wasn't a positive experience. It wasn't like I was inviting this. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't know me. I you think if you were, you. you think if you were but a white woman, you think if you were a white woman, he would have touched your hair. No. And do you know how many white women wear tracks and weaves? They do, y'all. Media. I'm telling you, I went to cosmetology school. There's way more white women in there trying to get their hair uh, weaved up and all that mm. than black women. But of course, we live in a state that there's not that many black women, so I get it. Whatever. Mm. However, it's a lie that black women are like the weave queens mm-hmm. because all of us do it so anyway so he go- comes up to me he's like is this your real hair <laughs> of course it's not it's green like <laughs> you know what i'm saying so he proceeds to palm my head you know and just like has like just this nasty little oh it was so disgusting i was like i cannot believe it. and i felt assaulted i was like don't you ever so you know i had to remove myself from that situation he ended up getting kicked out later because he was just being offensive to a bunch of people and just being extra but it's like i don't get the privilege of just walking around and having no caution about myself i don't get to just peer into people's yards without seeming a threat. I don't get to just touch on somebody's person mm-hmm. without seeming a threat. This man just felt the freedom to touch my body. Uh, you know what I'm saying? And if I would have went up to a white woman and done that, it would have oh, been it, it would have been, been an issue. It would have been an issue if I went up to some white woman like, hmm. and put my hand on her head you like know, it would like, I would have probably got the cops called on me. This man, <laughs> you know how they be doing this man, I feel threatened by him. Man, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, get, I, I get what you're saying. I get so what you're it's, saying. It's just people need to just stop acting like, you know, there's something wrong with calling out wrong. Yeah. Like, it's okay. If you, if it's not you, if it, what do they say? If it don't apply, let it fly. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But you have to be compassionate and, and try to see that, yo, we're not just making up stories when we say that we're oppressed. Yeah. It's not a lie, you know? And we're not making things up when we're depressed, when we have higher suicide rates you know what I'm saying and like there's all this stuff brewing and then maybe violence does fester because we're fed up who knows you know what I'm saying yeah. Anyways, I don't, how did we even get here? Like, I oh, you, were telling, you were telling about the, the therapist. You were telling yeah, me about whatever. You know, and this is why this is why I deal with like mental health and self care because you know what? At the end of the day, you can just only focus on yourself and your surroundings, and like you said, your community. Mm-hmm. And so this is what I try to do by pushing self care, especially among people of color, millennial people of color. Um, millennials in general are doing a better job at acknowledging that there is an issue within our, our yeah. minds and our brains. Yeah. I think they don't like to talk about it, though. Um, I had an interview with this cat who's a producer, and he's a white guy, and he's trying uh-huh. to make it. And there was, I was doing an interview with two white guys, and like some, and like I'm gonna be honest with you, I like to hear people's opinions. Right. Like that's what I like to hear. I respect people's opinions. If you have an issue with the way that this is portrayed or that's portrayed, or even you know how white people are portrayed, like I want to know your opinion because that's what the podcast is about. Is t- I want to see your perspective. Yeah. Because if we learn about each other's aspect, per- perspective and opinion, it brings us more closer together. Yes, absolutely. And I swear. 
swear, like he, this guy, I'm talking about Trump, I'm talking about this, that, and the other, and they did not want to talk about it. And when they talked about it, they were like, well, I just feel like, um, you know, they're not speaking up for the colored people. They're not speaking up for the minorities. The minorities are not being spoken up for. And I'm like, but you're not saying that because that's how you really feel. You're saying that because we live in a liberal, um, you know, society right now. And if you say something like, well, I don't feel comfortable being like a white guy. I don't like being called a racist. You think that somebody's going to think ill of you. You know what I mean? Think about that too. So, and I, I try to be sensitive about that because I do know that there are white people out here that really are um, allies yeah. and that are doing the work and the research and like yeah. the labor to learn about their position in society and to learn about how they can speak to each other about these yeah. things, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's not my job as a black person to teach you how to undo a system that was against black people. That's not my job. Yeah. It's also not my job to sit around and condemn every white person that I come across. Exactly. And I, I, there's, trust me, every person, every white person in my, you know, circle is, is wonderful. I have white friends that are great, that are amazing, that are great, amazing people. But that's because I don't group everybody up by their race. Mm-hmm. You know, I judge people by their character, period. Because, like, there's some black people I freaking hate. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, so I don't judge people by that, you know, by that character or whatever. But I do agree with you. It is it's not your job to fix a system that, you know, is oppressing and that was created by you, you know? Right. You know? But, yeah, I feel you on that hair thing, man, because if I would have put my hands on some white lady's head, it would have been done. (laughs) And the funny thing is they, I mean, that's crazy because, like, I mean, I've never been in, like, a situation like that, but I'm also six foot one, big old black guy, you know? Like, my struggle is different than your struggle. You know, my struggle is more of the stereotypical struggle of, like, the aggressor or the, yeah, feared, oh, this and that, uh, you know? So there there is a lot of, you know, stereotypes out there that do oppress us, you know? Conversation is important. Conversation, but leaving the emotion out of the conversation so mm. i have sat in rooms with white people okay i, I lie don't leave the emotion out <laughs> but as keep it in check keep it in check right because i've definitely cried with white men and white women in a room mm. having conversations because i'm willing to do that when i know that it's genuine there's a difference between somebody wanting to have a conversation and somebody wanting to knock down all of your beliefs yeah that's true even having the conversation that's true a lot of people do that they yeah, want they just want to have it to knock it down i'm gonna knock down this belief there's no way somebody told me about affirmative action. My dad didn't get this job because they gave it to a black guy first because of the affirmative action. How do you know they actually gave it to a black And I'm like, yeah, and I'm like, yo, dude, like, what about guy. what about the 400 years of slavery? What about freaking killing all of our black men and throwing what? them in jail? What about- <laughs> Come on now. Like, it's, it's about context. The reason they even have affirmative action is because people were being denied because of their color. Like, oh. it's not about, it's context, right? Yeah. Because I've had this conversation, too, and it's just like, okay, I understand what you're saying, but also, you actually had a 2.5 in school, and that's probably why you didn't get in. Yeah. You know, because I've heard this on the front of, like, colleges. Oh, you probably get... Like, black people work hard. We're told all of our lives that we have to work harder. And so, of course, it's going to make sense that a lot of, like, black women right now... Highest educated in the country. Mm-hmm. Period. My sister's almost a doctor. Because we're told <laughs> that we have to work harder to get ahead. And this is why, you know, we talk about, you know, we just want to be paid equally for the people that aren't working as hard, aren't getting as, and I'm not saying everybody, because people are going to listen to this and take it personally and be like jaded. And that's the thing. You got to take yourself out of it and see yourself and say, hey, does this apply to me? Hmm. Maybe so, maybe not. You know what I'm saying? And um, if it applies to you, what can you do different? You know what I'm saying? If it doesn't apply to you, do you are there people in your circle that it applies to? Is your circle colorful? These are the things that I ask. 
because I've been on a lot of circles where I've been the one black person and they're talking about diversity and inclusion. Well, let's be honest, we are in New Mexico. It doesn't matter. I've been in circles where it's mostly black people in New Mexico. You know what I'm saying? Sure, so my sure. thing is, if you're going to talk, and I'm talking specifically about circles that have to do with like inclusion and diversity, mm-hmm. right? I'm not talking about just like proximity to like, you know, I live in a whole white neighborhood, so of course mm-hmm. I'm going to see all white people, right? Mm-hmm. I'm talking about like corporate you know, um, circles, social justice circles, things like that. So it's just, it's a complicated, large issue. I just think, again, it's being willing to take yourself out of the equation, not be defensive, because you can say a lot of things, you know, that could apply to me that I could be like, oh, well, shit, you know, yeah, that applies, but damn, that hurts. And so I'm going to deny it and I'm going to tell you why I'm right, you know, even if it's false Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying which happens so much yeah i had a person online um tell me that what i was saying because there was like some kind of article and it actually had to do with you know um black um, i think what was it black um police officers being paid less than their counterparts or something like that and some guy was like what how could they like he it, it just kind of blew his mind but this is something that we've always known right yeah. so it's like okay your mind's blown and then he goes immediately into defense mode you know because i gave him the actual facts and stats and i was just like hey this isn't anything new i i come with kindness every single time until you start Popping and, and if, yeah and it happened and i saw it coming but I was just like, yo, these are the facts, you know, and I didn't talk about just black. I talked about black women, Latino women, you know, versus white women versus what, all this stuff, right? The facts. Mm-hmm. He's like, well, when have you ever been in a job that you weren't getting paid? And I'm just like, you're talking about low level things that are entry level, right? Yeah. He's talk, trying to talk about like some Wendy's job, you know what I'm saying? Which is like everybody's <laughs> getting the paid. You're the talking same. like executives, yeah, management, like six figures, careers. careers yeah, like, I got you. That's where people kind of get the misconception between difference between a job and a career because right. when you're on that low level, yeah, like everybody gets paid the same, but like when you get those degree I mean, jobs, I sometimes you don't because <laughs> yeah. I've definitely been in the home healthcare system where I've seen other people with less experience get paid more than me coming in. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's messed up. But my thing is this: just because you've never had an experience does not make somebody else's experience invalid or false. And that's what he kept trying to do to me. He kept trying to make me prove my point outside of facts, but through my own experience, which I was not willing to do because I saw that he was going to shut me down at every turn, try to. And so I was just like, I'm not doing this. I'm not having this conversation with you anymore because I've provided you where you could find the information about this. Just because your personal friends or your personal life consists of this does not mean that everybody else's experience mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying so we have to be understanding think wider you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and like stop being so like oh this is just what it is because this is what i know mm-hmm. you know that's yeah that's a that is one of the things it's a trend it's it, it's a it's a big trend you that's know what I'm saying. that's <laughs> like saying yo i've never you know i've never been pushed off a cliff so that never happens you know yeah. or whatever yeah. scenario <laughs> you know i've never been forced into marriage like you know my indian counterparts might be yeah. or whatever so that definitely doesn't happen how yeah. could that happen because it's yeah. never happened to me i've never got paid None less of my friends yeah. from india are forced into yeah. marriage but it happens none of my friends are child brides yeah. you know or whatever <laughs> But yeah. these things happen just because it's shocking and it's ugly does not mean it's false. Like, yeah. we have to be so, like, <laughs> stop being so scared. God, sorry. I, this kind of stuff, like, I get all, Bops, if you could say, <laughs> if you could say one thing to um, people mm-hmm. in general, one positive thing yes. that will uh, help them in their 2020 journey. Yes. You know, what do you have to say? What would you tell them? I would say. Uh, she got the bopsy voice on now. <laughs> I would say. <laughs> she got. She's not. She's not thinking about that guy grabbing her hair anymore. <laughs> oh God! Why well, you got to bring it back up? <laughs> now I'm all heated again. No. Here's what I'm going to say. I think um, in 2020, I feel like it's time to get real with self and it's time to really start allowing yourself to be you. 
um, I would definitely say start letting go of anything that doesn't serve your higher good and have a positive purpose for your life. If you have people in your life that you need to cut out, whether it's family members, employees, jobs, stop being scared of doing that stuff because it's affecting your mental health. I quit my job in January and I did not look back because I knew that my mental health was declining. It was causing more depression and stress on me. And I was like, you know what? I'm not gonna do that. Everybody has choices, so choose yourself because once you honor yourself, you're gonna be able to take care of the rest of your family. You're gonna make choices that are gonna better your life and just stay educated, stay open, stay compassionate and uh, be kind to one another. That's all I got. Awesome. Where can they find you? Um, You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, um black gold beauty is my business name it's b-l-a-k-g-o-l-d beauty um and then my website is blackgoldbeauty.com boom so i'll have uh, her information on my website shiftthecore.com Bobs, yeah, I want to thank you for being on the podcast. Uh, And uh, we'll be right back. We're going to play some more music. I don't know what we're going to play. We're going to play something cool. I don't know. We'll see. (laughs) All right, listen. I was raised by a single mother No father figure, little sister Never had a brother, never had another man Teach me how to be one Yeah, mama had a man, but he was never calling me son And even if he did, yo, I would never take him serious Cause people say they love me, but it's funny Cause I don't think they know what love really is Cause love ain't when you hurt a person Love ain't avoiding a problem You should be getting involved Love ain't when you pick somebody up by the neck Then you grab his head and you slam it right into the wall I was a trouble kid in school So I just kept to myself Psychologist ordered me medicine and never did help Cause every time I took it I was never myself I wasn't G, I never had it strapped next to my belt Just a regular kid that never joined a sports team And every time I tried to talk to a girl she'd ignore me Started hanging around stupid kids and broke a few laws Had a few problems, painted a few walls But one day, something happened to change my life forever Something that I always remember I said one day, something happened to change my life forever Something that I always remember, check Walking home after school with two friends from my class And then I seen a sketchy face walk past But at the time I didn't think of it much Cause round here there's always sketchy cats, tweakers and such So I just kept walking Till I got to King's Drive And seen a bunch of motherfuckers giving me the stink eye They started surrounding me, stopped me in my place And right outside the circle I seen a familiar face A cat that I used to be tight with Never had no problems with him But I guess he's smoking some nice shit He came right towards me, I said fuck it Fine. Let's catch a fair one and caught a cheap shot from behind I ran, they tripped me and caught me, they stomped me and kicked me Kicks to my face, punches to my ribs and my kidneys Then what happened next, you just might not believe But everybody scattered, I was trying to breathe Students, parents and teachers there watching me bleed But nobody did shit, I was watching them leave As I was dying, bleeding, losing my conscience Flashbacks and reminders of things I've never accomplished Everything turned white, then everything was fine No more worries, nothing on my mind, no pain, no nothing, I guess it was my time, then my whole life flashed right in front of my eyes, but all of a sudden I snapped back to reality, took a look around but no ambulance was surrounding me, guess this is how it ends, huh, guess this is what my mama meant when she said watch your friends, huh, guess I should have listened, but now it's too late, taking my last breath, getting closer to my fate, getting closer to my fate. But right when I felt I was good with dying A 
voice in my head said, Don't stop, keep trying. So I got my ass up, walked to school and dialed 911. True story, fuck what you think you could do for me. 15 years old, just another victim, just another kid that would end up dead or in prison. Got to the hospital, the doctor said, They don't know if I'ma live. Immediate surgery, too, through my ribs. I could barely breathe, I was bleeding out. That's when I met God, yeah, I can see him now. With a collapsed lung and two stab wounds, I'm losing blood quick, but I ain't going that soon. Everybody left, but I had strength in myself. I'ma be alright, that's what I say to myself, yeah. And sure enough, I kept on breathing, almost paralyzed for the next three weekends. Private numbers calling, death threats to my family. Even name my little sis, so how can you be mad at me when I told you that I fear for our safety? Cause no street cred is worth my mother's place, G. They asked me who it was and I let them know I ain't ashamed of my choice and I don't regret it, yo Cause truth is, I don't follow no one's rules I do what I feel's right, I ain't no one's mule The whole thing was recorded and put up online But you should know, if you can't do the time, don't do the crime See, I ain't no G, just a man with a passion But I always took responsibility for my actions I never hurt a soul in my life, I'm a family man Always kept my words, so tell me how bad of a man I am Cause when it comes down to it, all you got is you And we all gotta survive, do what you gotta do Fifteen years old, left in the dust The world taught me never to love and never to trust, nah But now I know my purpose, now I know what I'm here for Now I know what I've been waiting all these years for Fifteen years old, left in the dust The world taught me never to love and never to trust, nah But now I know my purpose, now I know what I'm here for Now I know why I've been waiting all these years, yours truly Yo, 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 Big J Ill is back from the break. <laughs> thank you for listening to the Shift to Core podcast. First, I want to thank Miss Bopsy for coming through. Oh, she's an amazing person. And I want to thank her for her interview, her insight, her opinion, everything. You know, there's a lot of key things that um, she said that I really, really do agree with. Sometimes people, if they haven't experienced it, they don't um, believe it to be true. They don't believe it to be going on, you know? And I, I think that's something that we're all guilty of, you know? So um, I really want to encourage you guys to keep an open mind when people tell you stuff, you know? Do your own research. Look it up. Talk to other people that's outside of your circle that's, you know, people that may, might have been through those type of things. That way you can, you know, really know what's going on. You know, you got to stay woke. Don't stay sleeping, man. Don't stay sleeping on this. That's one. And Number two, you know, I want to shout out to all my friends and family at the Shift the Core podcast. All of us are different races, creeds, genders, religion, you know, we're just a melting pot. And I love that we can come all come together and talk about these issues, you know, and talk about how we can, you know, be better as a race, one race, the human race. So shout out to all my people, you know, my black, white, Latinos, you know, all my people, you know, Chinese, Japanese, Vietnamese, you know, all my homies out there, you know, thank you for your support, your love, you know, and thank you for uh, embarking on this journey to making our this world a better place. Oh, also, you can catch Bopsy's podcast, the Black Beauty Gold podcast. Um, check out her Instagram. I know that it is in production right now. It might be done by the time you hear this episode. So be sure to check out her podcast. And um, it's, it's, it's really good. It's really dope. It's about um, health, mental health, and uh, beauty and empowerment. And she's going to have a lot of different guests on there and, and topics and everything. So be sure to check out her podcast, guys. Also, be sure to check out shiftthecore.com. For uh, all the episodes of all our podcasts, all of our videos, our merch, our vlog, you know, our blog. <laughs> Be sure to check out that. And shout out to the whole Shit the Core family, Dino Ray, Eric Hills, Eric Hills, SLD Brown, EMEL451, you know, Gabriel James, um, everybody, man. 
Uh, who else am I missing? Mr. Hater, you know, just shout out to all the people, the friends and family that have um, given our love and, and give that support. You know, Mike Huff, you know. Oh, we got Geo Banks. He's going to be on the next episode of the podcast. So be sure to check that out. Small business, you know, 102. Next week on the Shift the Core podcast is going to be really great. There's going to be some good insight. And we're going to be talking about your small business, how to get it started, and how just to, you know, keep going if you are a small business owner. Um, I don't think I have anything else to say, (laughs) but uh, thank you guys for listening. Have a wonderful week and God bless. Not a damn word, wanna slap you up, but my hand hurt. Plus, I ain't hit no girl. I ain't hit no girl, man. Got me on some cold shit, that low shit, that I don't need you no more shit, bitch. I ain't got no time. Got time for that shit, man. Plus, you always talking about what you done for me in front of company, bitch. I don't need you, I just got a new job. <laughs> Yeah, I'm getting my cake now, getting late now Coming home drunk all late now And I don't give a fuck, yeah. ain't no way, no how uh, I got plenty bitches, plenty hoes that want me now I got liquor in my cup, music on so loud Every time I hear you talking, I'm gonna cut you off And I just wanna rub it in your face Cause you know it's all over, all over, all over, all over There ain't nothing else to say Cause you know it's all over, all over, all over, all over Just turn the other way Yeah, shawty, it's all over, all over, all over, all over I'm gonna rub it in your face Cause you know it's all over, all over, all over all I over. just wanna rub it in your face Cause you know it's all over, all over, all over, all over There ain't nothing else to say Cause you know it's all over, all over, all over, all over Just turn the other way yeah, shawty, it's all over, all over, all over, all over Gonna rub it in your face Cause you know it's all over, all over, all over, all Bitch, all you over, got yeah. me all the way fucked up All the way fucked up Cause I ain't your average dude, no average you Been playing games, ain't had no rules Got bitches all on my nuts And they swinging it And I thought about marriage too, ain't have a clue You was fuck around with them ratchet dudes Must think that I'm on drugs You must think I'm great. You must think I'm intoxicated or probably faded off Liquor weed the things I've been taking just wasn't good enough no, I ain't good enough now, huh? And I heard your conversations from all the way in the room And you thought I was sleeping and I don't give a fuck yeah. Ain't no way, no how uh, I got plenty bitches, plenty hoes that want me now I got liquor in my cup Music on so loud Every time I hear you talking, I'm gonna cut you off And I just wanna rub it in your face Cause you know it's all over, all over, all over, all over There ain't nothing else to say Cause you know it's all over, all over, all over, all over Just turn the other way Yeah, shawty, it's all over, all over, all over, all over I'm gonna rub it in your face Cause you know it's all over, all over, all over I just wanna rub it in your face Cause you know it's all over, all over, all over, all over There ain't nothing else to say Cause you know it's all over, all over, all over, all over Just turn the other way yeah, shawty, it's all over, all over, all over, all over Gonna rub it in your face Cause you know it's all over, all over, all over, all over, yeah